Recognition. My name is Neely. I'm back in the studio with Kaylee Savona. Kaylee, happy 2023. Welcome back. Happy 2023. So, of course, if you listened last episode, um, just a darling conversation uh, with John Savona, Kaylee's dad. Um, just, I mean, we've posted that. That's been out. Uh, the family's reacted. Like, what's the what's the feedback so far uh, on that conversation? Everyone has been so sweet and supportive. My mom also posted on Facebook. So, of course, we've got all those comments and everyone just, I think, loved to hear the two of us together. Obviously, people have known I've been doing the podcast, but that really puts things into, I don't know, more perspective that my dad was on with me. So, I think, yeah, it generated a lot of engagement. I'm so excited. I think it's already like our fourth most listened to episode. Yeah. I mean, y'all killed it. And I I think... You know, we came into that holiday saying like, hey, let's get sort of a family vibe going. And so a couple of episodes with the DeRouge family and a couple of us. I mean, it's just I loved it. So we're we're back in the saddle. Uh, And of course, it being the beginning of a new year, uh, we wanted to do some um, trend spotting for you all. So we've scoured the Internet and have a couple of top things or top trends to keep an eye out for in 2023. Kaylee, do you want to lead off with our first one? Yes. So since we have talked about quiet quitting on the podcast, I think it's appropriate we talk about this new concept that is coming up for 2023, which is quiet hiring. Mm. Um, And this is interesting. So because organizations are having these labor shortages and struggling to fill these positions, it's kind of the concept of not hiring any more full-time employees. Um. So that could mean hiring short-term contractors. That could also mean just reskilling or upskilling your employees internally, kind of moving them around into new roles, teaching them new skills. So just finding, I guess, kind of these unique ways to fill those gaps in organizations. Yeah, this is another one of those things where like, is this really a trend or did we just come up with a cool name for it and like calling it out? So like quiet quitting, people have been calling it coasting forever and quiet firing sort of conversations happening, uh, maybe internal or not making that person aware until it all sudden happens. And now we have, you know, quiet hiring, which is how do you reposition the organization in a way that can be more flexible and reactive to the realities and the production efforts instead of looking for FTEs. So, um, Probably many people are familiar with this, probably have already tried to enact some kind of version of this. Um, I I think another thing in in 2023, um, moving into the next trend, kind of similar to quiet hiring, uh, is employer control. So we've had a couple of years now where employees and uh, prospective employees like applicants with the great reshuffle and, you know, all these higher demands for uh, candidates you know, the stuff that I'm reading is saying that the pendulum may be swinging in the opposite direction to get back into more of an employer control with an impending recession, with return to office kind of becoming, uh, you know, let's get the show on the road uh, three years post pandemic. Um, you know, this is sort of recourse from all of the leverage that employees had had 
when it came to recruiting, when it came to pay, when it came to work-life balance. So I think we're going to almost neutral out a little bit, but it's going to feel like a bigger shift and swing into employers having more leverage than employees in 2023. I agree. I do think we're going to neutralize a little bit, definitely even things out. Um, I do think the opinion that RTO, the return to office, is going to switch it is kind of interesting. I don't know if I agree that that's a huge factor because, you know, the idea that it's going to become more strict, there's going to be these stricter return to office policies. I don't really see that going well, just because it's already organizations have been trying to do that for the last year, but it hasn't really worked out. So I think it'll be interesting to see with people still wanting to be hybrid or fully remote, how that pans out. For sure. And, you know, we blogged about it. We've talked about it plenty of times. I think it is a really interesting trend to keep an eye on. Uh, again, w- even with an employer having leverage to put their foot in the ground on what the return to office, what their hybrid work, what the remote work policies are, the employees still have the ability. There are still job openings at a higher availability than there are people seeking work. So if that ratio is in fact true, that means people that currently have a job will be looking for other jobs. So, you know, as an employer, keep that in mind in which, okay, you want to take a firm stance in this. That's great. Understand the implications of that may mean that you may cause others, other employees that don't agree with that policy to go seeking elsewhere. Um, somebody that does match their beliefs and understandings and, and their expectations. So, Again, employer control probably coming back into the shift, but we're going to see how that goes. For sure. The next trend I have here is pay transparency. Uh, So you've probably seen in the news, especially with last year's election cycle, plenty of pay transparency laws uh, mostly going into effect this week. Um, More than two-thirds of U.S. states have some kind of law related to pay transparency, whether uh, an employer is required to post it on the job posting or they're required to provide it to an applicant if requested. Um, A lot of these newer efforts are either beginning that transparency trend or amplifying that transparency trend. If you look at, you know, more liberal states like California and New York, that's going to be front and center um, with their pay range versus states that are just getting into the game are going to be more into that. We will provide that uh, upon request. Um, This, at the end of the day, I think, is an outcome of the job applicant leverage that we've seen over the last couple of years in which they're demanding better understanding so that they can be a little bit more clear into what their options are as they're considering multiple positions. I think it is also coming upon organizations to be more considerate into how competitive they are in that market. So if you are a recruiter, this is also benefiting you as well because you know what your local competition or even your global competition is from a pay perspective that helps you level set a little bit more onto what your your ranges for open positions are so I, I think that information is both going to help a candidate and you know people that are searching for employees because that is going to be readily available information that anybody will have access to yeah I think it makes a lot of sense and I think it's revolutionary to have that revolutionary. actual yes I think having that required to be posted is just so big. And I thinking of it from having been a candidate only a little over a year ago, that makes it so much easier for candidates to know what they they know what to expect going into it. And I think that also is going to help employers with their candidate pools 
I think that hiring managers will no longer have to initiate those awkward conversations. What are you looking for for pay? They're already going to have people applying that that is their desired range of pay. It's going to kind of weed out the people who it doesn't work for. Um, I do worry, though. I wonder, are the ranges going to be regulated? Because I, I feel like I've been on Indeed before, and you'll just see... 20 to 80k and that's just i am between you know five I mean? and 10 feet tall yeah <laughs> so i think that is interesting i'm curious to see how that goes is that going to be a way for employers to get around it just putting these huge ranges on there yeah but we'll see I, it's a starting point uh, and mm-hmm. i think what is interesting to me too is you know we're talking about this in the lens of recruiting uh how how do hr people manage or even managers manage when it comes inside your four walls and you know that you were hired in three years ago when these rates weren't public knowledge. And now you see new people coming in and you know exactly what it is that their pay range was. Uh, maybe that's more, maybe that's less. Either way, that's a dynamic that currently doesn't exist because it's a big no-no to talk about how much money you make, especially between peers. So I it just it it's so interesting. I, I, it let's, is interesting. Let, let's keep an eye on that uh, and how it affects uh, 2023 recruiting. We definitely will. So... Our final topic that I think we should discuss today is virtual reality. Oh I know my you gosh. love the metaverse. This, yes. Yes. Let's go. What do you got? Let's go. So trends are showing that VR is becoming a bigger asset for HR leaders and for training. Um, I was actually reading about a DI training that is fully immersive and gamified, and it all happens over virtual reality. So having new ways to, for people to learn and to do training, I think is really interesting. And I also think that VR can be huge when it comes to these remote and hybrid employees, because I think that VR is scary for people when they think, oh, that's replacing face-to-face time. That's taking away the face-to-face. But what about those people that you literally never get to see face-to-face? So I think that can be huge for helping people connect. If you have an employee across the globe, you can kind of get into this reality, talk almost face-to-face, what feels like face-to-face. So I think this is huge. Yeah, and I'm sure most HR people can agree uh, when they're going through onboarding. If there's one piece of content that needs updating, it's our DEI and harassment training videos. <laughs> uh, it's already a delicate conversation to have in a situation, but to add cringeworthy acting is probably not the best. So an it's update true. to that content and put it on <laughs> VR, that's even better. I think what's interesting is I'm a, I'm a believer that the metaverse is going to be a thing, right? Maybe not in our current understanding of you know a Zuckerberg-led effort, but the idea that we're going to be able to interact with each other in a more realistic way from a distance is absolutely in our future. So platform agnostic, that's eventually going to happen. I think what's interesting in how it applies to work is, as you mentioned, our workforce is being more dispersed and globalized. So they're not spending that time together in a space. Could we create a digital space in which people feel as if they're whiteboarding and they're collaborating in in the room together? That is going to add to the ability for you to foster connection with your employees. So I, I think that overall that's a positive thing. What is also interesting is the amount of data that we're collecting on employee activity, right? So you have your your standard metrics from a production standpoint, you know, even our platform from a recognition standpoint, how many people are you recognizing? How often are you doing it? Uh, what does your network look like? So who are the people that you're most commonly in contact with? 
there's a lot of data now that can be fed to HR professionals to identify trends, to identify problem areas that can be addressed. So it's more than just VR. I think it's overall technology and how does technology play a role as an HR professional moving into 2023 as more of that information comes available and then more of our digital solutions become capable of doing something about all that information that we're gathering on a regular basis. It's all going to come together. Don't be scared. I think this is like, it's a good thing. It's an overall. I know. Don't be thing. scared of the metaverse people. That's right. Uh, and hopefully my Dogecoin will come up because, because <laughs> of it. So yeah, reward your uh, teammates in Dogecoin. So, um, so that I can get paid. You really have Dogecoin? It's, it was a meme. It was, come <laughs> on, I, it's, it's a trend, right? I'm trendy. You, you are trendy. Well, thanks, Kaylee, for gathering these uh, trends for 2023. Uh, everybody should keep an eye out for that. Um, and yeah, best of luck in this new year. Hopefully the energy and the vigor that you have for your 2023 goals and objectives is alive and well and is going to carry you all the way through to the end of the year. For sure. Good luck to our HR people out there. Thanks, Neely. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. And special thanks to The Fracture and Jay Matthews for their original music. Stay tuned for more episodes coming out every week that will touch on the topics that are important to HR and people leaders like you. If you have any recommendations or feedback, or if you are looking to partner on creating a more engaging recognition program, you can contact us at podcast at And as always, thank you. <laughs>